Ross's life is returning to normal. And then he gets a very odd request. Let's find out more about that. Brian, you enter into Grandin and Burke. Max is already at her desk working on some things. Allison has been on you about getting contact again with Ms. Titus in Ruth and wondering why, why you haven't been able to get her on the phone. She doesn't seem to understand that Ms. Titus rarely answers the phone. I will kind of put it on my calendar to try again that afternoon. No, just kind of dreading having to talk to her because of all the memories that it's going to bring up. One of the interns walks to your office. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, I have uh, a, a Mr. Titus on the line asking to speak with you. Okay, yeah. Put him on. Put him, uh, patch him through. All right. And Angelo or Artemis or Artem or... Arvad heads off. It just, you're not sure. It's, yeah, one of those. Uh, I answer the phone when it rings. Hello? Wilbur? Mr. Martinez, this is, this is Wilbur Titus. This is Mr. Wilbur Titus. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're coming through very good. Uh, where are you? Um, I'm at my home. I presume that you're at your office, Yes. I'm at work, yes. Uh, what can I do for you? Um, I've got a, I've got a, a question that I, I need to ask. And um, you, you're in Sacramento, yes? Yes. There is a man selling a book that I'm trying to get my hands on. Would you be so kind and if I was to wire you the funds... Would you go to make sure that the book is legitimate and and see to that that it is right as I'm not able to make it down into the state's capital? Um, I can I guess I can take a look. Um, what what book is this? Uh, the name of the book is De Vermis Mysteries. That that's that that's Latin for the mystery of the worm, mysteries of the worm. Mysteries of the Worm. Okay. Um, you don't have a way to email me this information, do you? Or do I should I just write this down? No, I would hope that you would write it down. I'd okay, okay. Computers just me... don't seem to work that good around me right now. That's from whatever number that does. That sounds about right. Um, okay, I, I'll look into it. Um, the man that has it is a, is a Flemish fellow. His name is Ludwig Prin. Ludwig Prin. Okay. And he works at the Capitol? No, no. He 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 currently is in the Capitol. He's going to be at a book fair this weekend. This weekend. Okay. Um I'll I'll see what I can do for you, Wilbur. Oh, and have have your mom call me. I think she wanted to get in touch with me for something with the people on your property. Oh, she had some very, very fancy words. Some some words that I'm I don't feel comfortable saying about those people. Um she's currently busy right now dealing with my grandfather and my uncle. Oh boy. Okay. Um Yeah, to see if she can I'll 
I'm at the office usually during the week. She can call, leave a message if needed. Um, yeah, just I know she wants to get a hold of me. I've been trying to get in touch with her. Phone the phones up there don't always work. No, do you have Venmo or PayPal? Yeah, I've got a I've got a Venmo. Give me the give me the login and I will I will send you the money. I'll give him my Venmo username. Your phone gives you an alert. I look at my phone. He forwarded you fifty thousand U.S. dollars. Wilbur, what is it that much? I hope not. If you could cut a deal with him, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay, I'll. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, you can keep a you can keep a fee out of that. Um, but if it goes for that full amount, we could talk about getting you the finder's fee later. Okay. Um. All right. Well, Oop, I gotta go. The pigs are hollering. All right. Just kind of grimacing, not wanting to think about what that means. And the line goes dead. Max? Max comes over. W- what? What's going on? Um, that was Wilbur. Oh. Oh, um, crap. We were supposed to get in touch with Lavinia, weren't we? Yeah, I know. I have it on my calendar. I told him to have her call if she has time. But more importantly, and I show her my phone. Uh, what? That he wants us to get a book for him from this book at the Capitol this weekend. Uh, this isn't... Okay. Uh, De Vermis Mysterious? Does that sound familiar to you? I don't know. Does that sound familiar to me? Yes, it does. Yeah, I was afraid it did. Um, yeah, that is, um... Uh, it's something they like to call a, a grimoire. I didn't think it was real, though. Um... Then again, I also didn't think the other book he had was real, so... Well, yeah, I'm, it's becoming a pattern. Yeah. Okay. Uh... He wants to acquire this? Yeah, he want, He said he couldn't make it down to the capital, and he wants me to go cut a deal with this guy and get him the book, I guess. You know, that kind of makes sense, considering his uncle situation. Yeah. Maybe that's... Hmm. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm not opposed to helping in this scenario. I, I uh, geez, we'll have to look up when this is is running and see if we can get down there. He's got like a dealer. God, this kid is so connected, and he barely has internet. I right? Like this? What is? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, let's. You're coming with, right? You're not gonna make me do this by myself. Yeah. No. Um, I will come with you. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you. We're going to fast forward to that Saturday. You're standing in line to get into this book convention. It's also a UFO and conspiracy theory type of convention with all kinds of weird shit. It's put on by a magazine, uh, a prominent magazine every year. And the line is about 45 minutes to get in. Luckily, it's a nice day outside today. When you get inside the convention hall, you, you see that it's bustling with people and there are stands and all kinds of booths. 
with all kinds of weird shit about aliens and witchcraft and metaphysics and the left-hand path and weird conspiracies. So once we get in, I will look for a man matching the description I got from Wilbur. You just got his name and you and he was said he was a Flemish man. Okay, then I will ask someone that looks like they're in charge if they've heard of this person. The person looks at you, their eyes really wide as they've got a lanyard on, and they're like, ah, oh, they're in here somewhere. Um, I need more volunteers. Oh, Do dear. you have like a list of who's at what table? Or Yeah, but some people made some people had issues, so other people have moved, and then some people said that it wasn't feng shui, so they had to change. So nobody's where they should be. Do you know what it's like to run a convention when the vendors don't I do, want to? actually. Oh, okay. Oh, do you have a cigarette? No, unfortunately, I don't smoke, sorry. Fuck. I don't either, but I think I'm going to start. That's a mood. Um, th- I'll take a look around. You know the general idea of where he should be? He turns and motions his arm as to say, there, everywhere. Great. Uh, I'll start looking around. Max, there's a lot of neat shit here. Stuff that really piques your interest. There is a whole bunch of stuff on space. There's a couple of people hawking legitimate dinosaur fossil imprints. Some are fake. There's some legitimate science here. But then there's also some of the crazy ones as well. Uh, yeah, she's going to be hopping from booth to booth, I guess, then kind of keeping an eye out for, for booksellers. And I would have told you the, the name I got and the fact that he's Flemish. This is a disorganized level of chaos that you have seen before, but haven't always seen before. There are people yelling across like aisleways from booths, calling others posers and fake news and trying to discredit each other. And as an objective observer, you don't have it in your heart to tell them they're both fucking nuts. As they're talking about the differences between the Anunnaki have were the ones that, you know, started things. And another one was saying, no, it was the Atlanteans. And another one say, another group, you know, pipes up and they say, no, it was the Lemurians from Mu. And it's just absolute crazy chaos. After about an hour and a half of going up and down the aisles and being exposed to all kinds of weird shit that only a few months or a year ago you would have thought would have been absolutely bonkers bullshit. Some of this stuff makes sense. And that makes you feel weird inside. Not sure if it's a comforting feeling, but there's a point where you're like, hmm, I don't know. You come across in the middle of one of the many aisleways, a man with a balding pate and long hair on the sides. He looks like he's a deflated Hulk Hogan with a very long handlebar mustache that comes down past his chin. He has a small sign out front that says Ludwig Prin Bookseller. I will tap Max's arm and kind of gesture towards him and like, I think that's him. I'm going to go over. She follows. Hi, I'm I'm interested in a, a book I was told you might have. Yes, I've got lots of books. What do you want? It's called The Divermis Mysterious. 
<laughs> you you want the book of worms? Yes. <laughs> You're the second person to ask about it today. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How how much how much for the book? Oh, I've already sold it. You don't have it. No. She came by and she purchased it. Who's she? <laughs> she was tall and she was very pretty, but she won't be pretty after she reads the book. Um, did you get a name? I did, but um, part of my business, we don't truck those. <laughs> oh. How much for the name? My aim is to roll Persuade. Go ahead and give me a Persuade roll. Okay. 43 out of 60. Yeah, um, alright. I will let you know for $500, United States cash, or you could transfer it. I have Zell. Zell? Mm-hmm. Do you have Zell? I also have PayPal, but I don't like PayPal. They keep fees that I don't care for. A hex upon them all! Uh, Max pops open an app and shows Brian that it's Zell is probably integrated into his banking app. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do that. I'll wire him the money. Oh, I will even give you the card she left me. And because you are a questioner of this knowledge, here's a gift and so you might be able to learn more. And he hands you an unnamed book. And he uses the business card as a bookmark. I will look at the business card. Miss Alexia Preston. Fuck. Son of a... All right, with the book that you received, Brian, and being in this environment, um, we're going to increase your occult stat. So I'd like for you to make an occult roll, and if you fail, you will increase by 1d10. If you succeed, it will go by a 1. I got a 70 out of 12. All right, so yeah, definitely. That's going to that's gonna go up. So roll 1d10, and let's see how well it goes up. 2. Better than nothing. Kind of hard to parse out what this guy is, what the notes are in this book, as well as alongside of it. It does help that it is in uh, English. And some of the notes are in very old Spanish. Sweet. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah, that's a good idea, Rooster. Let's see what's going on there. Hey, Rooster! I'm glad you can make it over to the, uh, make it over to the workshop. Yeah, I, uh, I'm calling in that you owe me. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, that looks good. Looks like a yeah, like a cyber arm or some shit, huh? Well, I mean, this is the first uh, electric impulse one. I'm still getting used to it. It's it's not the shoulder shrug thing. That's cool. Yeah, here, check this out. I can actually make it go ah, and I start pretending I'm uh, force choking him like Vader. Uh, uh harder, Daddy. Oh, damn it. That <laughs> I had that set to your lack of faith disturbs me. Oh, all right. You're a fucking nerd. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, talking about that. You wanted to learn a little bit about, you know, metalwork and welding, you know, and you're going to show me how to, how to do some framing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So over here, I've got a mock-up of a couple lightsabers. We just need to work on a couple, you know, tiny little spot welds on some things here. Really easy. Um, I think that you could, you can tackle this. And nice part is, is if you fuck them up, we can fix it. Lightsabers? Lightsabers, yeah. Metal lightsabers, look. Nerd. Do you know how much these sell for? Wait, seriously? Yes. They just want, they just want the metal casing. They put all the stuff inside. Wait, seriously? Yeah, it, no, it's not a real lightsaber. No, it's got no, like, well, yeah, like an LED I, tube that makes noises and stuff like that. But holy shit! Yeah, check this nerds out. Are dude, what happened to us? We used to be king of the school, and the nerds are taking over. It was a mistranslation. The geek will inherit the earth. Shit. That's okay. We can get on board. They're they're welcoming as long as we're not dickheads to them now. And if we apologize for giving them the swirlies, which I have profusely apologized for doing that earlier, because that's toxic and dumb. And really fucking gross. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't think I ever actually did one of those, because, you know, I'm not that old. It wasn't the 80s, but... <laughs> Fuck off. Oh shit, are you that old? <clears throat> okay. So what am I doing here? Alright, so, want you to, to go over, grab that torch. You, you can pick it up in your right hand, test it with your left. Make sure you don't drop the case too hard. I mean, it... It's like an M16. I'm going to be honest here. I don't trust this thing enough yet. I'm, I'm going to just sort of pop this off and put it away so I don't accidentally weld something to it. Wouldn't that be some shit? Wait. So we're going to be learning a new skill. We're going to do a craft metalworking. Because you don't have anything in this skill and you're being taught by someone that is uh, extremely proficient, um, I'd like for you to roll a 1d10 plus 1d4. Six. Six. All right, so not a bad start, considering that you're doing the job one-handed. So go ahead and add that to your character sheet as Rooster heads down a new path for his therapy. Let's learn a little bit more about Regan and the people that are important to her. Max, you received an invitation from your Aunt Melian and your Uncle Cyrus to a barbecue right before your birthday. They were hoping to spend some time with you because they're going to be going on a cruise during that time. They're going to be heading to uh, an autumn Hawaiian cruise at that time over your birthday. Great. That's super sweet of them. Yeah, I think the, you know, Sunday dinner is a thing that they like to do as a family for special occasions. So this is not particularly out of the blue. And Max knows exactly what she needs to bring every single time. <laughs> As you walk up to the door, you can smell the barbecue from the backyard. It smells heavenly. You hear some other folks inside as your family is no small family. But those are the people that are your Aunt Melly and, and your Uncle Cyrus are very close to you. The door opens up and the sounds of family getting together again and being happy and being together fill the home. Also, that a smell of sweet potato pie just wafts as soon as you enter into the enter into the house. The smell of home. You see a few of your cousins. Some are hanging out, watching football in the living room. 
you know, occasionally you hear yell about a bad call. You see your aunt is in the kitchen and she looks over at you and, and smiles and in her apron, she, she walks over to you with grace. Good to see you, child. How are you? Hey, I'm good. What's cooking? Uh, I got sweet potato pie in the oven. We got uh, green beans over there and I got some collards getting ready. We got some good pot liquor going. Be nice and tasty. Your uncle's outside. Well, I'll be sure to, to say hello to him and Max hands over her slaw. Ooh. It's special. They were out of the they were out of the celery salt, so I had to do some substitutions, but I think it'll be okay. Okay. Well I trust you. You've got a you've got a pretty good flavor for this, but um if it doesn't work out well, I'm not gonna tell your cousins that they changed anything. I'll just tell them that they're crazy. That's why I love you. Thanks, Auntie. She gives you a kiss on the cheek and uh she kind of pushes you out toward the patio. Perfecto. If there is a drink of some sort available on the way, Max is going to, like, grab a beer and, and pop it or something as she set it out. Hey, Uncle. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. What's on? So I got some short ribs over here. I got some beef ribs. We got some all-beef hot dogs. And uh, over over there, I've got a couple, two portobellos going. And, uh... I've got a uh, a brisket currently over in the smoker over there. Oh, I can't wait for that brisket. Oh, yeah, it should be good. Should be good. You know, your cousin Daryl decided that he was going to convert to Judaism, so apparently we have to do kosher hot dogs now. But Okay. I mean, they're all beef hot dogs. I guess that's not too bad. I mean, Hebrew National is, is a pretty good brand for a reason. I think it'll be okay. I know, but I like all different kinds of meat stuffed into that meat tube. You know, chicken, pork, lips and assholes, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff that, that Upton Sinclair was said said was in there in the jungle, right? Mm-hmm. Waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. Poor people food's good enough for me. Oh, uh, so how's things going over at the uh over at the firm? Oh, it's busy. Um we got some some new weird clients. I was curious. Um I've just got an assignment and I Honestly, I wanted to pick your brain about it a little bit. Well, you know, I've been out of the been out of the politics game for for what 10, 10 15 years, at least actively. I mean, I still keep my eye on things because want to make sure that things aren't going completely bad. They are, but at least we know it's coming. Uh, yeah. So, who, so what kind of questions? What do you got? Well. We had someone come in to actually clear us. It sounds like we might be making a visit to, uh, to the Grove soon. The Grove? As in, like, that old boys club? Yeah. Alright. I'm not really sure what... We, we haven't really been given a whole lot of information yet, but, uh, we've been doing some work for this, uh, Padigan Owl Society. Padigan Owl Society... Isn't Padigan the guy that helped build that? Or, like, was the architect? Huh. Maybe. That's a... That's a bit of information. You know, that... That whole crew, they talk about all kind of crazy stuff going on up there. That's usually just a bunch of old white folk. But it's not just... It's not just that. You've got international people that... Are, it just transcends, you know, really just race. It's It's very... Super rich people trying to keep power and get more and more power. I don't think they care as to what, what, you know, what your skin color is. But, yeah, 
They're a, they're an interesting group. Do you know much about them? I mean, I've heard some rumors, but I don't know that a whole lot of it's been substantiated, and they haven't really been doing anything since, <laughs> since what, the 80s? At least I thought. Yeah, so you thought, but no, they, they do stuff all the time. There's always meetings, there's always bigwigs coming in. I mean, hell, there's senators, there's pres the former presidents, vice presidents uh, that used to be in there, though I don't think any of the last previous ones have been through there. And obviously, not the current one. I don't think he was a member. He doesn't seem to be their kind of uh, ilk. I think the last one was uh, was Reagan. Hell, there's a picture of Reagan and Nixon sitting together underneath one of the trees out there. That's quite a framework. Yeah. You know, when they meet there, apparently they're discussing a lot of... Supposedly. Supposedly. They're discussing a lot on how to, uh, you know, keep power and disrupt current you know, uh, political paradigms. I think, uh, I think it's kind of some of the crazy conspiracy theories and theorists going on, but I think some of them are right. You know, more money, more power. They do weird stuff out that way. Apparently there, there's this big party that they go to that has a, a play that gets done every year. I mean, if you get to go in there, apparently it's really pretty. You're not allowed to take pictures. They wouldn't let me in. They didn't, they didn't like me at all. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been an upstart your whole life. Yeah, well, you know, gotta gotta make sure that uh, the voices that aren't heard are heard. You gotta stand up for people, right? Of course. I'm glad you're following along and doing doing the good work. So, all right, hold, hold up. Let me gotta flip this. I got a little bit more to bend your ear about about this. So, you know. He starts to go off and talk about the history of the Grove and how it interplays with local politics and state politics, and even sometimes world politics, because his focus was on community. He talks a lot more about how it impacted, you know, Northern California, as well as California as a whole, and even into Oregon and, and Nevada and regional politics. And in talking about the interplay of the peoples and the societies there. Um, we're going to work on your anthropology score with that as he gives you a pretty solid info dump as to what, what goes on there. Now, this is a brand new skill for you, yeah? Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> uh, that is a, uh, a fun 90. We love that. Excellent. All right, so learning that new skill, we are going to go ahead and roll a 1d10 and a 1d4, because this is a brand new skill for you. And he nice. is an exceptional teacher for this. That's why you're getting the 1d4. That's a Dan House roll. That's a good roll. Um, and I've rolled a 6 and a 4. All right, so you now have anthropology of a 10. Now, um, we're also going to include with that Underneath, uh, you know, special training, we're going to include regional California politics. Okay. So that'll be something I want you to write on your character sheet, um, as that's going to give you maybe a little bit more information with that special training. Curiosity takes Rowan to some place that's very interesting to her. Let's see what's going on there. All right, Samantha, we are going to dive deeper 
into the power aspect of things. You were able to gain information about the Tobiabot High School for the Arts and Sciences in Palma Valley, California. It's a bit of a drive. Yeah, that's all right. It gives me some time to think about what I want to say. I would have also researched what is known about it on the public face and do a little bit of digging on the FBI side to see, is this actually like Xavier's School for the Gifted or is that just... I'm, I'm trying to find out as much as I can about what was casually offhand mentioned as the charter school that does ESP. Sam laughs at your research. Like, it's, it's, you're not going to find a whole lot here, man. You know that. I mean, yeah, but seeing what's there can give me an idea of what's not. Look, I, I interviewed this Toby guy a long time ago. Okay. He's a smart guy. He's charismatic, but I don't think there's anything beyond that. I think he's almost like a, a charismatic cult leader, if you will. He, it, it's one of those charisma cult type of schools. They're, it's a private school, so they're not charter. They're private. I was told that someone that I ran into out in the hippie desert had been to that particular school, and he knew about the trout sensory scale. Doesn't surprise me. That's awfully specialized knowledge for that sort of thing. Yeah, a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. You're telling me. <clears throat> Look, Sam, I know you know more about me than you let on, right? No, you know everything I know about you. Just give him the look. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've started having very physical reactions when I, when I use any of my abilities. Not surprised. I mean, it takes a lot. It's, it's stressing the, the whole physiology of things. I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm trying to find my way around a room blindfolded and I'm trying to disarm a bomb that I've seen in a picture once. Oh yeah, and there's pit traps everywhere. Pretty much. And... I don't know, if they know something, anything, that might help me disarm a couple of the traps before I hit them. I'm getting awfully tired of bloody noses. God damn it, why does it always have to come back to that friggin' game? Yeah, go ahead and make your, make your disabled device check or whatever it's called, or open tracks or find locks or bend bars. You're the one who said pit traps. You're the one who brought traps into the equation, I my did. friend. No, I absolutely did. Now, where's my friggin' chopsticks? <laughs> uh, the ones I got you are in the top drawer. Oh, hey, look at that. Do you really think that this is completely useless? If it puts your mind at ease, then no. I guess that's fair. And besides, it'll give you some time to think. It's down by, down, down by San Diego. So, yay, you're going to have to drive by LA traffic. Better you than me. Hey, I'll just leave it stupid o'clock in the morning to, to miss the worst of it. Yeah, more like should just fly. Too bad we couldn't get jetpacks. We were guaranteed jet cars when I was a kid. Where's the jet cars? I mean, we have the technology. I've seen it. You know what? I completely believe that, but you and I both know that it's not profitable, which means that it's going to get buried. <sighs> Sorry, man. Ooh, hey, look. I got a message from a cowboy guy. How y'all doing after that? Uh, we're working on it. How's your buddy? He's fine. 
Good, good. It's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're we're fine. Our group is okay. Uh, there are some loose ends that I'm going to be working on trying to get tied up. Well, if you need me to, to go down any any rabbit holes, I'm hap- happy and willing to do so. Oh, but you know what? I do have to let you know. I have fallen down into, you know, a J-pop heavy metal, thrash metal, you know, rabbit hole myself, so... Uh, yeah, so things might be influenced by that. Just just letting you know. That's okay. Huh. Well, if you find any, if you find any good music, pass it on. I'm curious. Will do. Thank you. So yeah, I'll, I'll head down to that particular school. And I mean, leave at like four in the morning type of thing to try and miss the worst of LA traffic. You arrive outside the school. It is set back in a residential area, a very affluent residential area. There are gates, and beyond the gates, there is the school. There is a large grass quad and it red brick building. And if this didn't scream Xavier School for the Gifted, nothing, nothing really would. You pull into visitor parking and a security guard dressed in a very snappy resource officer uniform approaches you. Hello. Good morning. Are you uh, here as a parent? Or do you have other business? Uh, I have other business. And I would have looked up to see who, like the principal or someone high enough up that that I would want to talk to. Toby Abad. Oh, him himself. Okay. Yes, I'm I'm here on, on other business and I'll actually like pull out and, fl- and flash my badge briefly. Well, welcome. Uh, we still have, have some paperwork for you to fill out. Who are, who are you looking to see? I was hoping I could speak with Mr. Abad. All right. He chirps his walkie-talkie on his shoulder, talks quietly into it in another language that you don't recognize. And there is a response. Um, Mr. Abad said that he would, uh, he will see you. He's been expecting you. Oh, well, that is, um, that's lovely. Thank you very much. He escorts you into the building, and like most of the schools today, there is a metal detector. And even with your badge, you do put your badge and your gun through the the basket for the detector and you go through on your own. And you see the the guards here are not police officer resource officers, but they are armed. They have name tags, but they don't have a name of the organization. Do they have any kind of uh, logo anywhere on them? The name of the school and the crest of the school. Yeah, as I'm being escorted through, I'm definitely on alert, looking around for all of the all of the places where this is like high schools that I have been in and unlike. So as you're walking, it this looks to be like a affluent private school. Students are in a uniform. The uniform are dark pants, white button-down shirt with a tie, femme presenting also wearing ties. Uh, some folks are wearing skirts. And you notice that there are some folks that look, you know, AMAB dressed in skirts and, you know, AFAB folks dressed in pants. They're still a uniform, but does not seem to be necessarily uh, gender biased. It's more just here. Here are the pieces. Take your pick. Yeah, pretty much. You do notice, though, that the there is a leniency in hair color and hairstyles, unlike other private schools where, you know, radical self-expression isn't necessarily allowed. 
as well as some additional body jewelry that you see, but no tattoos because these are still high schoolers. You don't see anything really out of the ordinary here. When you arrive, you do hear the bell go off and the guard kind of moves you to the side as the doors open up as a deluge of kids of, you know, all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, um, and expressions all pour out of the hall with the general cacophony that is known as high school. Once that flood recedes just a bit as the kids head to their next period's class, you begin your journey again. You're taken up some very nice staircase to a administrative office area where mahogany and other expensive pieces of wood line the office and, you know, large heavy doors open up automatically as you walk by. A woman stands up as you enter and the guard motions for you to head forward. Give the guard a little nod of thanks before turning my attention to the woman. Uh, you are Agent Hodgson? Yes, I am. All right, excellent. If you could sign here, we do ask that you do review our rules and uh, please sign for your admittance into this audience. And she turns a tablet around that's on a swivel. And you see, it looks like it's an NDA. I'm going to take my time reading through this thing because A, I'm weirded out. I didn't call ahead. So I don't know how this guy knows about me. And also, I don't sign things without reading them. That's smart. As you look through the NDA, most of it is talking about talking to the media about this location, about the school. You're not allowed to take photos within the school without expressed consent. It does not have an end date for the NDA. It's in perpetuity. But mostly that is in discussion with media and media-like entities. Things can be altered with a subpoena through government work. And since you're not here on an investigation, you have the other standard items as well. They would ask that you do not speak to other people outside of the school and obviously do not speak to the media about the school. When they say, like, don't speak to other people outside of the school, would I be able to take that to mean I couldn't discuss anything with, like, Sam? It is vaguely worded. It doesn't seem as though that that is a enforceable part of the NDA from what you've seen, but it seems as though that it's a, a strong recommendation that just don't talk about it. But it is not something that is followed up with the items of cease and desist and uh, publication. I feel like I have enough law to, to, to recognize which parts of these are actually enforceable and which aren't. So I'll read over that, you know, taking my time, not, not letting any, anything rush me as I scroll through it and then sign it with my finger on the bottom. You turn it back to her. Thank you. Um, he will see you now. Just uh, head over here to the left. And she points to a door behind her that goes around a large carved wooden wall. Thank you very much. And I'll go where she directed. The large wooden and glass doors open up on their own as you come nearby, and it leads into a good-sized office. The walls are lined with books. There are some statues here. There is the uh, always-ever-present globe. There's a few leather couches. There is a very fine rug that leads to an immense desk with a computer set off to one side. And there is a man standing behind the desk, looking at the window out the back, and the window out the back looks out into a courtyard. 
I'll kind of pause just inside the door to see if he acknowledges me and then continue forward. And she starts to walk forward. Ah, Agent Hodgson, I'm glad that you were able to come. And he turns and you see a man of Filipino descent, about six foot tall and dressed as like one of the students. He has a long sleeve white shirt that's has the sleeves uncuffed and rolled up. He's got a tie that's slightly undone like most of the students wear. And his slacks are certainly the wrinkle-free purchase kind that somehow have been wrinkled. My name is, is Toby, Toby Abad. I am the uh, founder and dean of this school. Pleased to meet you. A pleasure to meet you, Mr. Abad. And he walks forward and puts his hand out to shake yours. I do hesitate for just the barest of seconds before reaching out and taking his hand in mine to shake. His hand is soft and warm to touch. Not in a weird way, but in a comforting way. So you have questions about the trout sensory scale and what we know about it, as well as reaching into the metaphysical and the unknown. Yes, I do. And from the fact that you knew that I was coming and some of my questions, that answers a few of the other questions that I had. Maybe it'll make you ask more questions. Isn't that just the way of it? That's always works. Well, you have me for the next 45 minutes. You can ask any questions that may be on your mind and I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Now, obviously this is not a, you're not here on a necessarily a government type of inquiry. This is more of a personal inquiry, yes? Yes. All right. So the things that I tell you will not be uh, reported upon in any type of uh, government forms or fashion? This is entirely personal. All right. Once we have this, uh, the cafeteria makes some excellent uh, Halo Halo. We can go down and enjoy a treat and I could show you around the school, but I am yours as you will for the next uh, 43 minutes here. Ms. Hodgson, oh, excuse me, Agent Hodgson, I apologize. I'm here on personal business. You can call me Ms. Hodgson. Very well. What would you like to know? All right, Tiana. So since we're going to be trying to increase your stat and we're going to increase power with this, I want you to make a stat times five roll. And again, if you fail, it is going to increase by one. If you do not succeed, though, it will not go up. And by if I do if not you, succeed, I do not you, fail. <laughs> if you do not fail, if you succeed, it does not go up. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That is 80 out of 80. 50. All right. So, yep. Your pal goes up by one. Excuse me, 55. So, yeah, now I am up to uh, 1260. Excellent. Back to work at the EPA. It seems like everybody has dusted off everything and are back to the mundane world. Let's check in on River and the folks also at the EPA office. Dude. Trevor, what's up? I finally got all of the playa out of my hair, man. Oh. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm clean. I took a nice long bath when I got home. Speaking of clean, I am so glad they didn't ask for a for a test right as soon as we got back. Oh man, that would have that would not have been sick at all. That would have been bad. 
but I think everything's clear for me now. I I went to one of those stores and I got something that flushes your system and, and but you know because you know a good good toxin flush right toxin flush like kombucha yeah and and whatnot yeah 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 just keep hydrating yeah hippies hydrate right yeah you get that weird twinge to reach for your water bottle when he says that no i i do reach for my water bottle and drink a drink he does the same there's something to that uh i'm man i mean, I want to ask you about like that whole thing like i'm what happened well which which part lots of things happened i mean it's just i don't it was just so weird like there's a block of time that i don't remember man you know i got on the magic bus when we were when we were out on the playa and there was this red-headed lady in this sundress and she was hot like like smoke show hot yeah yeah, there were some uh, very attractive people out there. Right? And they were showing it off. It was neat. It was kind of free. You know, I never did do the whole full Monty. You know, I always kept my twig and berries covered because, I mean, got to have some modesty. A little more mystery over history, right? You know what I'm saying? Right? Um. Yeah, yeah. I know you. I know what you're saying. And, and uh, I... I, I never really understood it. I mean, just the thought of getting sunburned is, is just horrifying. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But hey, if you go into that, that dome and maybe you could find a nice Heine and she could, you know, make sure she uh, she puts the, or I mean, your wife, your your wife, uh, your your wife could, could, you know, give you, I'm going to shut up now. I, I don't know what dome you're talking about. Gotcha. And he winks at you. Oh man, I'm I'm happy I got to to be out there with you. And it seemed like, man, there's just so much that we could take from that experience and like roll it into our real lives. But then I don't know about that, like getting stuffed in a box thing, man. I mean, that was not cool. Yeah, well, I guess I guess we try to learn from experiences. Like you know, it it reminds you that. Consent is always important. Yeah. I mean, I got to... I guess it's a neat thing because, I mean, I got to see what the undercarriage looks like. But I don't think I ever want to see see that again like that because that wasn't... That wasn't... That wasn't cool. No, I'm not... I, I'm not sure what was going on with those people. Then there was that whole thing with the DEA showing up. But... Right. You know, I'm kind of glad that we were we were far away from that because, you know, the 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 BLM those BLM you know badges were not happy. You know, I'm really glad we got to hang out there, man. It was sick. Yeah, um, good times. Yeah, I mean, I liked. It was nice that you wanted to hang out and watch the watch the man burn, and uh, you know, after the thing that happened, you know, it was it was. I really appreciate you being there. That was, yeah, yeah. That 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 helped me a lot, you know. In a dark, 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 deep, dark place, and you jumped down in the hole with me, and you're like, "I was there. I know how to get out." Instead of just giving me a rope, and we dug out together. And yeah. Well, it was it was good to get to know you better too. 
Um, I know that we're, I know we're, we're at work, but you know, he puts his hand up for a fist bump. Okay. I give him a fist bump and check for moles. He has moles. All right, Seth, so we're going to do fulfill responsibilities. I'd like for you to make a sanity test. You want to make the sanity test. Oh, well, good luck with that. All right. Ah, 51 out of 51. Oh, awesome. So because the way that I play, that's considered a critical success by hitting that. So your, your bond with Trevor goes up by 1d6. No. Excuse me, 1D6. <laughs> Thank you. Up to your agent's charisma score. And also, because you had a critical success, your max sanity is increased, and your sanity has gone up as well. Okay. 1D6. Oh, that's a six. Damn. So, um, that's going to put it up to... So, this is with my colleagues at EPA is up to seven, which is my charisma. All right. Excellent. Got a pretty good, uh, pretty good connection with Trevor there. Yeah. Or Trevor point two. Uh, yeah. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blartimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week 
Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. Ha 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 ha.